Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Julie T. Wallace. You're about to listen to... Really, 007 podcast about me, about me in the living daylights, about me. <laughs> Stop laughing. He's on the floor, bloody John Cow's fallen over. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Really 007 podcast. I'm Tom Pickup and we're here for this special interview with Julie T. Wallace, who you can see is, is here with us. And of course, she played Rosika Miklos, hope I've pronounced that right, in uh, one of our favourite Bond films, The Living Daylights. Absolutely love The Living Daylights. Really yes. So you can watch all our interviews, we've got quite a few now, on our YouTube channel. And you can listen to them as well on iTunes and Spotify, so just search for Really 007 Pod. Do subscribe as well and leave us a nice review because uh, that sort of helps us boost up the, the ranking, so to speak. We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and you can find daily interaction from Bond fans all over the world and people like Julie, actually, mm-hmm. which is a, a great way to, to meet new Bond fans as well. But yes, with me today, I have uh, esteemed Really 007 contributors. I've got my brother Matthew here. Hello. I've got John Kell down there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I've got Chris Goldie. Up there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to start interrupting now. Christopher Goldie, what is that painting behind your left ear? Oh, uh, the se- sexy lady holding a fish in one hand <laughs> and a jug of wine in the other. I don't think she's got a name. It's char- charity shop, fine. <laughs> okay, just let's get rid of him. Carry on. What <laughs> are you going to say? You love it. Listen, um, I watch Fake or Fortune, but go on. Fake or Fortune. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so Julia here has uh, worked her way from theatre to film and television roles, and she earned a BAFTA nomination for her performance in The Life and Loves from a She-Devil. And, of course, that's a role which she continues to be very, very fondly remembered for. 
she then went on to appear on, uh, well, various films, Hollywood films, British films, um, and including The Fifth Elements, as an example, and also some of our best-loved TV shows. And I'm sure John has, has seen most of those, the likes of uh, Heartbeat, I think. Is that is that one of them? And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Last uh, of the Summer Wine. Last of the Summer Wine, wine yeah. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But... Of course, we, we know her best for her wonderful part in The Living Daylights, and she was Bond's contact at the Trans-Siberian Pipeline in Bratislava. So, yes, Julie, before we get on to Bond, just tell us a bit about uh, your journey from a, a young aspiring actress growing up. To what, to the Bond? Well, just how did you get into acting in the first place? My mum and dad were both in in... TV. My dad was big in films and my mum did a lot in, in television. So I always knew I wanted to act, except when I was between the ages of eight and nine, when one of my best friends called Jacqueline Payne was going to be a doctor. And I, she was younger than me, but I really admired her. So I thought, well, let's, let's forget about acting. Let's just become a doctor instead. Then I realised that to be a doctor um, takes a lot of work. So I went for the easy option of the arcting, the arcting option. Um, I think getting, going back to Living Daylights, I think for me, it was, it was such fun. It was the most fun to get that part because it was just the most bizarre time. I'd just done She Devil. I don't think the first episode had aired, but I got a call from my lovely agent, Annette, saying, Oh, Julie, they want you for a Bond girl, a Bond girl. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I just went, yeah, what? what? And I remember I've just played this six foot two, four hairy mould, whatever. And I thought, no, 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 no. Anyway, um, I went along to the um, audition at is it Eon Productions in North Audley Street or somewhere near there. My mum drove me and it kept saying Bond girl. I, I, think, I think back in the day, not now, it's you're a Bond girl or not, because they didn't really have many good female roles that yeah. were intelligent and yeah. helped Bond. So yeah. I thought, well, I'll go for a Bond girl, but it must be wrong. So I arrive and I walk into the, you know, the the, the sort of room and there the, are these most beautiful female individuals. Oh, my God. You know, they were absolutely stunning. And immediately I went, there's something not quite right. Am I delivering a letter or something? Anyway, um, before that, I'd learned that I'd got the script and she had to speak um, Russian stroke Bratislavian. So I'd gone over to the, um, the Russian embassy down Kensington Walk. I mean, back in those days, you could rock up and say, here, can you say this in Russian down my tape recorder? <laughs> So I did that. And of course, I went outside to check that I'd got it on my cassette, probably way before your time. Of course, when I went outside and, and pressed to play, I just heard, because of course, like any good embassy, even though I was only in like the front parlour bit, they put an Edison, is it Edison cage? What's it called? Faraday's cage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so there was no, there was no cake. I couldn't record anything. So that was quite fun. But when I arrived, um, the lovely, lovely John Glenn, who I know you've spoken oh. to, but he's like that in real life too. You know, he's just a gentle, gentle soul. And oh. um, he was there. So he talked to me and I didn't quite know who he was at that point. So he talked to me and then and there was a little man, looked like Yordai, who had um, a walking stick between his legs and was sort of kneeling on, <laughs> on this walking stick. I don't know who he was. I have no idea. Who's Yordai? Yordai sat in the corner. Yeah? 
Still don't know who he is. Say again? Do you, do you know who he is now? Oh, well, you're not going to know him, are Win the punchline, love. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do the, I do the interview, and um, Yodai turns out to be Cubby, of course. Uh. And um, he just looks at me and says, um, can you stand up? And can you, can you do a Russian accent? And I said, yes, I can even speak Russian. God. <laughs> and I got someone else to record and I lent verbatim what I thought was Russian. I think it was a bit of a, of a, a, a mess up, but it was, um, your travel smash So I thought, right, I've got to get this audition. And because you're young, what was I like 23 or something? You really have to go for it. You have no fear. Like you youngsters, you know, I have, I had no fear. And, um, I got to the door. Yoda's looking at me. John Glenn has stood up to, take me to the door there were a couple of other people in there maybe the i think it was debbie was it debbie mcwilliams who cast it i'm not quite sure and so i got to the door thought right stop and then i opened the door turned back and immediately went yes said some very bad russian and then sort of went like this which was in the script so to speak and, and walked out, and I thought, I'm never going to get this. It's too camp. <laughs> and literally, the next day, um, they'd like you. I said, well, I'm not playing a Bond girl, am I? No, 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 no. I don't know what gave you that idea, like everybody had told me. And I was going <laughs> to play this double agent or whatever. I don't quite know what I am, but I've got, my, that, you know, I've got what I am in my own brain, so that's all that matters. Oh. So, yeah, I got that, and it was just tremendous, absolutely tremendous. So good. Just receiving the Bond script, the script from a Bond, that must be amazing. I mean, how much did they give you of it? Well, you don't... No, no, and that's... They don't actually give you a script. They give you pages. Yeah. And it's funny. So when I got pages, that was okay, but you don't know what's happened before. You don't really know who you are because they give as little information as they can. Um, Cut to me auditioning for something to do with... I think it might have been Disney, I'm not sure. You only get the pages... And then they superimpose your name on the script pages in case they ever get leaked. Uh, so they always know where the script has come from. So there's always been you know, security and, and secrecy about hmm. scripts. But yeah, I've got it. And you just learn to do live with what you've got and learn what you've got and, you know, and get on with it that way. But before that, you'd done the, the She-Devil. And that, yeah. I mean, what did you sort of world change overnight after that? When it, when it first came out, because it was a um, massive success, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I mean, it, it was on BBC Two to begin with. Now, unlike today, there were, what, maybe three or four channels back at that time, and BBC Two was still very highbrow. And when they, they saw just how well it was received, they um, chose to put it onto BBC One, and I think that's where all the... It, it went out to the, the masses of people, and, God, it was so well-received. And what the BBC press office was saying was not just sort of highbrow across the country. People were ringing in and saying, oh, my God, it's mad and it's amazing. And I went up to do a, a programme called Open Air in Manchester, like a daytime show. And the, the, the engine driver of the train, you know, just sort of went, hey, she devil! <laughs> <laughs> You know, before you might not have thought that an engine driver would yeah. be susceptible to something allegedly highbrow. It wasn't, but that's the way it was thought of back 30, 
30 plus years ago. Um, and I knew then it just any, you know, a lot of people had seen it and were just very, they love the story because it's the ultimate fairy tale, isn't it? Wronged wife gets revenge. So, yeah, it was the ultimate fairy tale and it was such fun to do. I can't tell you. I cannot tell you. It was brilliant. I don't know where you get the energy. I'm ambitious. That's all. But you're not thinking of leaving here, are you? Well, not without you. Women like us should stay together. People think that just because we look a bit different from them, that we don't have the same feelings. The same needs. We could start a freaks union. (laughs) (laughs) We could be fandom members. (laughs) Or we could be different. We could rebuild our lives. And ourselves. How? Listen. I have a husband. He has my children. He is a rich and beautiful mistress. And he lives in a magnificent house. He is an accountant. His business is very successful. His office handles vast sums of money. I have a key to his office. You have like seven or eight sort of alter egos, your characters that you're playing, you know, in that. Was that very liberating and just, was that a great, what a fantastic experience to, to sort of create all these characters and looks and things? Yeah, I think I was, I think I was quite methody at that point. Mm. Because it was filmed out of sync, I could be playing one character one day and then another character the next day. And, and somewhere amongst my stuff, I still have what I call my um, procedure of emotions, where I was. So I could see what the scenes were going to be recorded tomorrow and know which pitch I had to go in at, because it, it might have been that I'd closed the door and walked out, and maybe two months' time they were going to film me walking out of mm. the door. So I had to know wherever I was. So that was extremely camp. So it went to about eight sides of A4, it, it, it would tell me whether I was right-handed as a character or left-handed, um, what my character was, where my character was emotionally, what I'd been wearing, what had just happened. You know, really, a lot of work mm. that wasn't shown on camera. So yeah. I'm very pissed off that I didn't get the bathroom. <laughs> 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 so was it a great, grand, grand, sort of, let's say, sort of a great opportunity to work with such a very extensive cast as well you know with the, some big names in that that was that you know again kind of was that useful for other films if you know the way i am on twitter let's get this right christopher <laughs> they were lucky to be working with me okay okay um, listen to to work with lovely patricia hodge to work with miriam margulies honest to god um my first big job was was utterly amazing. And because I was so young, I didn't know that um, the show didn't rest on my shoulders, but I was a big part of the show. And I would just sail through, oh, it's this scene, it's that scene, learn my words in in 20 seconds before the scene was shot. I just couldn't have cared less because it was such a job. And, you know, if you put that job in front of me now, I would just say, no, thanks. 
bye. No, thank you. Because <laughs> it would really scare me because you know the yeah. enormity of the task. I just, I loved who I worked with, they, and particularly the crew as well. Because at the time, I was quite shy because I couldn't lose weight like old Bobby De Niro did in Raging Bull. <laughs> I had to stay the same weight, and they had to push me into corsets to make me look thin. So there was one particular scene um, in She-Devil where I'm, I think, in a sauna or a spa where I have to be scud naked on top. Oh, God, no, I was so embarrassed. I, oh, please, no, no, I don't, I don't want to do this. But you had to do it. Luckily, it wasn't moving, so I could just lay there in the pretend uh, sun lamp. But Mike Windsor, the DOP, I think had been a sports cameraman. And back in the day, BBC would just pick people out of the pool to do this show, to do that show. So they had tremendous talent. I think John Brace, who was our lighting guy, I think he, he usually did Wimbledon, if I remember correctly. And here he was having to learn all about, you know, how to, to be in a in a sort of TV crew and what it took. But again, oh, Mike was wonderful. He said, um, right, can we just turn away till Julie gets settled? So I get settled and I arrange these and do this and whatever, whatever. And um, just tell us when you want to turn back, Julie. And they were just so lovely to me. And yet that wasn't their filming mm -hmm. a, a, a drama series, wasn't their full time job. You know, so again, um, Liz Rowell, who did makeup, wonderful. And David Myers. Do you remember his name off, um, what was it called? The Two Fat Bikers. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, uh, yeah. Thank you. He was the one that did my hairy moles. Really? He introduced blocking <laughs> of hair into prosthetics. And that's how oh, he started, God. David Myers. And we were so mean wow. to him. Oh. <laughs> I have to tell my wife, she'd look at this. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, met, and I met one of his cousins, I think, at a wedding several years ago. And, and I said, oh, please give him my love. He was, he was, I mean, there was Liz Rowell, excuse me, Liz Rowell, there was Judith, um, lots of makeup, you know, people when there was a lot of people on set, but the main three. And um, he was just so lovely, surrounded by all these women. And we were very mean, particularly Patricia, Miriam and I. <laughs> particularly when two of them had to give me a body, what is it, a body tan. When you do nude stuff, it's nice to have a bit of a looky-likey, you know, yeah. even out of skin. <laughs> and, you know, when he had to do that on me once, uh, we called him in and they were just, let me just say, they were so mean. I'm not going to repeat what they did, but it was all about breast. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor, poor David. Poor David. <laughs> and so did with those kind of, because obviously it was quite a big production and a long production with G-Devil, you know, and working with lots of cast and crew. Was that a really useful experience going into obviously doing a Bond film, which again is this almost circ traveling circus of these crews and lots of people coming in and out? I think my first, yeah, it was, it was big. And how can I say this? I'm not, I wasn't the biggest Bond fan. Huh? Because on TV, we kept getting all that black and white Bond stuff. Was it black and white films or was it car? I can't remember. And I never really got into them. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, when I did my first one, I got into them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Bond people arrange it so nicely that you get the part. Obviously, you've just got to go away, learn your lines. And then you go, the first thing you arrive is when you go to Vienna. Oh. Um, you try on your costume and then you walk your costume on set okay and I I put my costume on and I arrived on the lovely um, 
oh, what's that? Herba the viola, um, Mariam's. They were filming Mariam's viola bit, whatever, or cello bit. And when there was a break, I was pushed forward and I suddenly went, I didn't quite know who Mary, Miriam was and I saw John and John came up to me, just the friendliest, oh, just yeah. the friendliest of people. And then you suddenly think, oh, this is full of people. This is just one shot looking at someone playing the cello and you think, this is big mm. because it's all pan and vision cameras, but also She Devil was done on video. So She Devil on video, tiny little camera, bit flat, the screen, but you could go anywhere with it. Big Panavision, the lights, whatever. It um, was mind-blowing. But again, because Cubby, um, lovely Barbara, I think she was just starting about that time, are just so lovely that they don't put any pressure on you, you know, to, to think you must, you must do this or anything. Very, very friendly. And apparently that's what it is today as well. So fantastic. It's just you've, you've, you've mentioned about John Glenn and how lovely he was. Regarding your performance, how much direction would, did he give you towards what you could do or did he just give you free reign? Do you know, I can't quite remember. Um, <laughs> I'd been taught on She-Devil. I'd been taught on She-Devil by the lovely Philip Savile who'd just done Boys from the Black Star before he did She-Devil. That um, if the director says nothing, don't ask for anything you're doing it okay. Brilliant. If you're not doing it right, he or she will shoot over. And in fact, I was talking about this with a friend this morning. Some directions from directors can be, they'll walk up to you and they'll go. <laughs> the George Lucas School of Directing. What the hell does that mean? What <laughs> the hell is that? Anyway, um, you know, I can't remember, but John, did, John Glenn has a lovely smile and... I think from what I remember, in fact, it was lovely because my first stuff was in Vienna. Um, I didn't really realise, being methody, that they will pretend to have a working lock on a gate. So if you know that first bit, when I go, we must get him in. When I try and open the lock, it will lock the gate. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I went, oh, excuse me. This lock isn't working. <laughs> and lovely, lovely Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> lovely Timothy went doesn't need to just pretending <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> bit of acting <laughs> <laughs> because my body was probably covering the lock and you know they would put on the sound afterwards but again and that's the, that's the thing I do love about Timothy you know um, he gives 100% whatever he does but he's not a big headed git that's what I love about yeah. him as an actor you know, he's not a big-headed git, and I, I would suggest that maybe some people are, but what mm. could I say? Or what can I say? <laughs> do, do you have any names to those suggestions? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Very wise. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Rosie, come your class. Our man here. Good to work with you again, Mr. Bond. Come. Keep quiet. We must hurry. Get him in the peak. Peak? What is peak? Scouring plug to clean out the pipeline. This one's been specially designed to carry a man. Pipeline? 
You mean our pipeline? Great Soviet achievement, piping natural gas into Western Europe. But, but, but not me. Don't worry, Yorgi, it's a piece of cake. <laughs> Never mind cake. If you open valve before 100, he will be boshed. Fix boshed cake? There must be another way. Well, put on the mask. And breathe normally. Oh. Now talk. Oh. Relax, Yogi. Our engineers have spent months perfecting this. How many times have you done this before? You're the first. Remember, when this says 100, turn this, not before. Where are you going? To take care of the supervisor. When Pig goes, his control panel will light up like Christmas tree. Chris, you were watching Hawks recently, weren't you? I, I was. What I watched it yeah. very recently, and um, obviously in preparation for the. It had been flagged up, so it was was not on my radar. It was not one that I'd heard of that Tim had, had obviously been in. Uh, but it's a very curious film. Yeah, it's a very broad kind of performance from Tim, and you know, obviously it was great seeing you. You had you had the, the, quite a few scenes at the beginning, didn't you, with him in the in the hospital bed? Because obviously you played the nurse. I cannot remember. Okay, <laughs> I can't remember. I never go back and read with work because mm-hmm. you know what is done. And I yes. never even, I, I don't really look at rushes or some actors want to look at the screen and, and do what they can mm-hmm. with their performance on the monitor. Are we, is it for children, this? Can we swear? No, it's so we want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck that. You know, <laughs> I do my best. And do what the... Do what the director wants. I'm done. Goodbye. Yeah. I'm out yeah. of here. Because he could be bloody cut. In fact, mm. I'm not going to give his name, but I was cut out of a film and the fucking actor director. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Didn't even tell me I was cut out. I have a voodoo doll hidden behind that curtain. That's really rude. That's really rude. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) But was it nice to sort of be reunited with with Tim again? Obviously, because this was was after, was this his film after Living Daylights, wasn't it? I did three films with him. Ah, right. I did, I think it's called Fire, Ice and Diamonds. And I think it was made in Prague. I really can't remember. Sorry. Um, yeah, and I was like the Spanish ambassador or something. Don't ask. Please don't ask. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I got it, um, Hawks, but I did. Obviously, I was like flavour of the week. Um, but I tell you who was in it, who, was, who I'd met in 
Living Daylights was the best, one of the best continuity I've ever worked with was lovely June Randall. She's continuity and I learned that, um, and she had such a, she was quite small. You lived, I, I still live, if not by working anymore, but I still, I would live in fear till I last worked in 2016 of continuity coming with their stopwatch, you know, their um, clipperboard, pencil, and they come up and tell you things like, oh, hi, Julie, just to let you know, when you said this syllable, you've got to do the move right. That syllable, you do the move left, put the spoon down on the eighth. Oh. And on the last beat, turn, because it was done in the master. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. so if you if you ever watch my work, you'll see me. <laughs> Just do the loop. <laughs> don't give me props. I don't like props. I hate props. I loathe props. Don't give me props. Just let me act. So, yeah, yeah but yeah. that was that was Jim Randall again. So I don't know if she or Tim was anything to do with me getting that job. But again, I've been absolutely blessed. Mm. Absolutely blessed. Yeah. How long's he got? Now, Mr. Bancroft. You know very well we don't talk about patients like that. Oh, come on, sister. I just want to know if it's worth striking up a conversation. Then you keep him going till he begins to bore me. Some people walk out of here. Yeah, you and those two ladies who bring round the library books. God, those two. You should treat us like kamikaze pilots till we go out in a blaze of chrysanthemum. We ought to be surrounded by the fairest fornication has to offer. Now, you, on the other hand, are a fine figure of a nursing sister. Behave yourself. And I don't say that lightly. I spent long nights fantasizing about your medicinal properties. Not sleeping. We must do something about that. Oh, I'd be ever so grateful. I'll put you down for an increased barbiturate. I was thinking more along the lines of maybe licking jam from off your nipples. Even hospital jam. Can't say fairer than that. Is that the best place you can find to take a pulse? Isn't there something you could simply uh, toy with for a while? We're a little fast today. More than a little fast today. Why, if I'm dying, do I feel so brandy all the time? What makes you think you're dying? Your embarrassment with the word, for one thing. Has he got the same? He's got the same. And please, don't be filling his head with the idea that it's necessarily fatal. Well, why don't we let him draw his own conclusions when he finds out he's dead? Righto, Mr. Lightowler. Let's have a look at those dressings. Why do you bother talking to him? He's just a mindless lump of protein. Who gave you the authority to determine that? Took a course, did you? Conversational cabbage. Keep your voice down. Oh, what for? He can't hear you! All he does is fart occasionally. What kind of a basis is that for a relationship? Hello, Mr. Lightowler. How are we today? Feeling better, are we? Just tell us about what it was like meeting Tim for the first time. Because I'd known, like, he's, he's done some theatre work and some very different films from, from Living Day, like Bond films. Because um, my mum and dad were both in the business, he's just an actor. And, I, and that sounds mean, but we're all pretending. We're getting paid lots of money to pretend. We all go poo-poo. We all have blood running through our veins. You know, <laughs> he's just an actor. But I, I hope I am polite to people, except on my Twitter, of course. Um, I hope I'm polite and respectful that, you know, I, I treat on a film set, you know, some people are like, oh, they're the honey wagon drivers. I've heard that. 
is the toilet driver or something. I go, and I'm like, no, you, you know, everybody, everybody's helping to make something. So just because they're not in front of the camera does not make them any. And I'm a, oh, I'm a bit socialist. Sorry, I'm a little bit Alexi Sale on that. Marxist, <laughs> Trotsky, yeah, I, I, re- I loved him doing Casualty recently because I did Selling Hitler. I played his yes. wife. Yeah, yeah. Christopher, have you done your homework? <laughs> on no, selling, Hitler. selling Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose meeting Timothy, it was he's very gentle. He doesn't talk shite. He kind of I think I think he could appear standoffish because some people may say it's because he's in his role, he's doing a Daniel Day Lewis, you know, he doesn't come out of character. And then you know what? He's got the weight of his bloody shoulders on a film. So yeah. shut up and let him be quiet. And and if he wanted to talk to me, I'd talk to him. But you've got to learn that when someone's the lead, they don't want to be hearing your jibber-jabber. They yeah. literally want to be going over the lines or do you want to run some lines or or just they sit in on their chair with a coffee or whatever. Yes, they're the most important people, but it's just being respectful of their, their space, you know. So he was, and he's Welsh, of course. So I went up and said, there, yeah, Baradar, so have you, which is Welsh. <laughs> and he just went, I don't speak Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you know, I've been working with him three times now. He's lovely. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't fault him. He's he's dream. He's a dream. Was he helpful in terms of your, you know, acting and sort of watching him, observing him? I think because no one knew what I was at that point. You know, I was just this woman that puts a man into her vice, her, her very big chest. <laughs> to take his mind off them, um, you know, that it was it was a comedy turn. I'd suggest it was a comedy turn, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I think with any comedy, as long as you make it straight, like try not to go, this is funny, jazz hands, and which I hope I did, but it was funny anyway. And I got, uh, I'd finished in drama school in 1983, and I got a card about three months later from my friend Hank in America. And um, he went, I was at drama school with him. Julie, I nearly pissed my pants. <laughs> I think I was in it. So I thought, that's brilliant. Right. How funny that people can see me, you know. And they they, they said, did you love it? And I went, of course I did. You know, three three years out of drama school. No, four years out of drama school. And I'm in a Bond film. You can't get yeah. better. Yeah. You can't yeah. get better. And I've been blessed. I mean, just, just to compliment that, Julie, Whilst it was a very, very funny Yes, role. I like compliments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you are the best. Please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no worries. Now, took anyway, your was... forelock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, whilst it was a very funny role, it doesn't take you out of the tension of what's actually happening either. You know, that mm. we're they're, they're trying to help me out with the word here, lads. The, um, the, pipe the mechanic, the journey. Yeah, the yeah exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's it's a very difficult thing to do because I think in Bond, especially, which is a, listen, the greatest franchise ever, there's many times when they put a comedy beat in there and it can clash. But here is just something that is just so complementary to mm. what's going on. Yeah. So, absolute super. Yeah, much as I'd like to take, take all the credit, <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I can't. No, I can't because that is down to John Glenn, first and foremost. Then the editor working with John Glenn, and then the music. And if you, from what I can remember, if you watch it, I think the only one of the still moments for me, instead of put him in the pig, Val, do this, do that, is is me um, doing that with the guy, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was a still moment for me. The rest of the time, I was taking my hat off. I was yeah. running down here, running down there. 
and it just shows you how you know if I suppose it it for me it, it showed me how um, to, to do it to do a film just crack on and do it the way the director wants it. You don't need to stand out in a film because obviously mm. we're telling a story. And though it was my only like a tiny scene, you know, I still had to put it in this film or sorry, the, the editor and the director did. So it's all down to them. So when, you know, fair choose, John, John Glenn, the editor gets a tick. Yes. <laughs> What about uh, the guy? The guy who you have the scene with, yeah, Pete, Peter Porteous, I think uh, the actor was. <laughs> did you have some fun filming that? I bet you did. And Emma Port. Oh right, yeah. Well, <laughs> where that takes you back, <laughs> there might be people <laughs> whose who fancy it doesn't take. I can ignore you. He was lovely. Emma Porteous's husband. Emma Porteous did the costumes, oh. and you know what? For all we talk about it, you know, I'm like in in. Oh, in many sex scenes, I know they've got, what is this person called now that um, init- that sorts it all out? What's it called? You know when they do a sex scene and they have like a director purely for the sexual element? Anyway, I was doing that long before I needed any direction because I learned that very early on with the most delicious Tom Baker and Dennis Waterman because sometimes directors are too embarrassed and, you know, they just say, oh, feel your way. No! You're not going to fucking touch me! You're not going to feel any of me. It will be choreographed. Okay, not choreographed, but it will be. And I think I think I learned that with one of the first sex scenes with Tom Baker. And, oh, my God, he, you know, he was so good to have sex with on screen. Okay, on screen. <laughs> Just, you, but you know he's... Is it, what's the, is it a bullion? What's the word where someone is just so full of joie de vivre? He was so full of life. Anyway, he, um, we're rehearsing She-Devil and he says, um, well, yes, I, I'm a priest and it's wonderful that um, I, would, I would be with you. And, and I go, <laughs> And then we were sitting, we were on this pretend bed at North Acton, the North Acton Hilton, which is where we used to rehearse. And I said, and, and I said, yes, what would you do next? And I could see Tom Becker going, you know, I knew he wanted to do this. I'm going to put the candy. You can't see. I knew. <laughs> not going to see. I knew he wanted to do this. Whoa! I thought, go for it. And so I said, do you want to do this? So I got his hands and put his hands there. Put my hands on his hands. And do you want to do this? He went, yes. <laughs> but again, I can see how women can get upset. But remember, I'm playing a character that would do anything. Hmm. And if you read the She Devil book, there are scenes where she becomes. A succubus. <laughs> We're all innocent here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, Christopher's just giggling Christopher, a little bit. Yeah, you can touch yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and she gets she gets um she gets energy from being a succubus, and 
helps an old man in need in a shed. Don't ask. Read the book. And so, sorry, John's Googling now. He's Googling. Just yeah, he's just, he's just <laughs> us into the Oxford Dictionary. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, um, what was I saying? So, um, I knew that she would do anything. And remember, yes, it's me, the actress, but I am pretending to be someone else. That's not real. This isn't real sex. This isn't the way I have sex. If I ever have sex, remember, mother of two children, 30 and 31, so I never have sex. If I have sex, this is, whoa, it's not. <laughs> no, an intimate, an intimate coordinator, an intimacy coordinator. I'm on that job. Anyway, and there was another time I had to do something with another very famous actor. I'm not going to give you his name. And um, he said to me, oh, we have to be straddling each other and all that kind of stuff. He said to me, oh, Julie, Julie, please, will you, um, when they shout cut, usually you put, you get gowns on you and run away. And he said, please don't, please don't get off me. I went, no, I won't get off you. Only if you keep your hands on my tits and lift them to my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he was. So we were very happy, but I can say there was no sex. It's not at all sexy, I can assure you. Anyone who says it is. But I thought, right, this is good. Tits up to my, you know, my shoulder blades. Great, so I look so fucking good. God, I look good. And I'm covering his panini. So job done. <laughs> but I know it can be really hard, but remember, we're only pretending. So, yeah, with, with um, yeah, Tom Baker, that was, he was my favourite to have sex with. And then we were, I was doing a scene with Dennis in She Devil where he has to, we have very awful sex. So he gets his rocks off and I have to lie there disheartened. And um, it was me that suggested, well, while Dennis is is pounding, can my nighty ride up? And then instead of doing that post-coital cigarette, I literally lie there and just bring my nighty down over my bits to show just how awful mm. it was. Because I know he's, he's screwing someone else. And obviously it might have come over my boobs, but it didn't matter because it was for the part, you know. And yeah, it was it was just it was wonderful. Plus. We had to know the director, uh, the, the cameraman, wanted to know how many times before. Oh, God, this is awful. Dennis Finish. came. <laughs> and so I said, okay, we'll go on five. Oh! <laughs> there is nothing sexual about doing sex on camera. Please, I'm going to show you. It is not sexy. It is not, but it's a lot of fun. And you have to have fun. You have to have fun. I think I know the answer. You're stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> but, um, so when you did that scene in the Living Daylights, where you obviously you sort of start, you know, undressing yeah. and then and then pull the guy's head towards you, were you, you know, given the fact that this was a big Bond production, but quite a quite a, I don't know, not embarrassing scene, but you know, all eyes on you type thing. Yeah. Were, you, were you at all nervous or anxious about that? Absolutely not. So going back to the question, yeah, that was our sorry, I went off on a tangent, and as per usual is Peter Porteous, his wife was there and, you know, I'm a big bird. I'm not necessarily, um, what's the word, um, beautiful. I've got an interesting look about me. So they didn't know what I was going to be like. But again, you trust, you know, John Glynn and the first. You just trust your director. If I didn't trust the director or if there'd been any dodginess, I wouldn't have done the movie. So it's a case of you just feel safe. Mm. And, you know, even... It took so long um, to get the hair to fall properly. Is it? Yeah, I took the hair falls and then I smother yeah. him. Is that right? I can't remember. <laughs> but we had to do that about 10 times. And oh my God, and we had to wait, pin the hair up. Lovely. I think Ray was my hairdresser there. 
And by the end of it, it was getting quite fun because I think all the, the cast and crew were going, please let it work. No more of this. <laughs> but by the end of it, it was getting a bit boring. But again, we were in a, a, a you know, in a, in a time when, you know, any touching was wrong. And I, I probably spent my time making sure that Peter wasn't embarrassed because, dear God, I'd have been embarrassed if I was him. So I said, OK, Peter. Let's have a little look, see, and you know, what do you think? And he went, Oh, yeah. And it was his idea to come up and go, <laughs> <laughs> and, But that's it, you know, but he just felt able to. And, and it, it was really funny, but, um, and it was only a couple of seconds at least, but it was, it was funny. And I think some people, um, some people forget their acting. So it was quite funny. He really was trying to escape. And what you do is I put, I put my, I put my hands around his head and brought him into me, say, but he really wanted to get away. So he kept pushing to get away and he was pushing my bloody kidneys into a table. So when I finished that scene, I went back to me ex-partner and went, well, have I got any penny? He went, yeah, you've been battered blue because he was trying to get away. And that's okay because he's probably a bit methody and it didn't matter, but it was funny and, and that's all that mattered. I, I really do feel for him because his wife was there. Not that anything ever happened, but yeah, mm. good fun. Good fun. And so how long did you shoot for on? Living daylights. Well, this is how this is how stupid I am. It was, I think, it was about ten days in Vienna. So we're in the, I think it was the Intercontinental. So I get me a little Gideon's Bible out, push that to one side, and then I get my little map of um, my map of um, Vienna. Where's the right map? Who? What the fuck is Vienna? <laughs> w e i n. Yeah, Remember, this is pre. Hold on, you, you're googling. This is pre bloody bloody you know internet <laughs> have they got the right map what bloody hell's vn what the bloody vn w-i-n i went marched downstairs went to the matrix or well, commissar whatever and went and said excuse me Matt, you know hello english person speaky loudy <laughs> he went this is the viennese word for vienna <laughs> talked to me and i went thank you <laughs> yeah so it was it was 10 days out there i and in in some old you know sort of gas works thing did time out there and went into all the beautiful coffee shops and you know the viennese you know tea cakes and all that kind of stuff and then we were in pinewood and you know what oh my god pinewood when you get a chance to go through those gates i mean oh it's the best it's mm. absolutely the best i you know i've been so lucky um because that was for that was for um, Fifth Element as well. So yeah, just driving into Pinewood, you know. And even though my mum, my dad was in, in in films, you know, it still gives that I was there. Now it was like I was there. You sometimes still can't believe it, you know. And mm. you know when I get meet people and sometimes people recognise my voice or my look at can recognise my eyes. You know, it's either the Bond or it's She Devil. But sometimes it can be Last the Summer Wine for my scenes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, the cast and the crew were lovely. Yeah, the cast and the crew were lovely. But yeah, so it's it's so it's so recognisable. And again, I just I get a thrill every time. You know, yeah. someone says that, oh, weren't you in? And I mean, but that's like thirty years ago. What a, an absolute profound effect. Maybe I terrorise people in whatever I've done. I don't know. There's fans all the time, aren't there? You interact with them now on Twitter. Could you say hello to one of them we know? He's called the Wizard of Ice. I don't know whether you've heard of him. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Wizzy. Get his bloody... Get his bloody... No. I'll only say hello if you give me his picture. 
because he's fun. I think we've been married twice on Twitter. <laughs> Hold on, is he amongst you? No, no, no. No, 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 no. Are you bloody sure? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. an old yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. It's no. not Chris. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not Chris. <laughs> I haven't got the blue tick. How do you know it's me? It could be someone else. Yeah. Is it blue tick or green tick? Yeah, blue tick. Brilliant. I don't think I ever want it. Um, I literally have fun and I bounce off people that have the same sense of humour. And Wizzy and who's the other one? Oh, um, he's got a picture of Harry Hill. Oh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's very funny as well. So yeah, I think I think I've married Wiz and whatever a couple of times. But you know what? It's all just pretend. It's yeah. you know we're never going to meet. At least I hope not. Um, <laughs> when I identify from my my office. Hold on, is it one of you lot? No, 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 no. no, no. no, no. He's, he's from London. Fucking though. hunt you down. He's from London. I'll give you she devil eyes. Yeah, yeah. We're we're northerners. We're up north. Yeah. Northern bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read this. I read this. Now, hold on now. So, right, right. I'm, I'm confused now. I want to know who this... Who is Wiz? Who oh, is no. he? We, we, only know. Only know him, we only know him as Wizard of Ice on, um, on Twitter. He's just a Bond fan, and because you all get drawn into the same sort of conversations and stuff. About me. Yeah, about <laughs> me. <laughs> now, now, hold on a minute. So, how do you... Why haven't I seen him talking about... Is it a private message he's been giving you? No, no, no. Christopher, no, you're looking no. very Jeez. sulky no. down the far right. right. I don't, do you know, I don't know half these people. Some of them I do. So, okay, WYSIWYS. I love WYSIWYS. We have been married twice and divorced, oh. I think, in, in Twitter, but that's all right. I, I like a bit know. of fun. <laughs> yeah, Christopher's being too quiet. I'm going to blank Christopher. I'm putting a post-it on the top. <laughs> I just love people with my sense of humour because it's bonkers. It's bonkers, my sense of humour. We love it. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You've done loads of comedy as well, haven't you? You've done stuff with Frank oh, Saunders as well. That was very early on. Um, that was, they thought they they wanted Julie Walters, but they got Julie T. Wallace. Wallace <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was great fun. But probably one of my most, well, I did, I did Cataract. Cataract? Oh, yeah, yeah, the reason Cataract, no, I've got, no, I've cataract, got Cataracts. Yeah. I did Cataract, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With, oh my God, the whole lot, Vic and Reese Shearsmith. Yeah, he plays oh, mum. Yeah. In fact, someone, someone on Twitter said you should be on number nine. Yes. Well, yes. This is for you, Reece. Yeah, it is. This is for you, Reese Shearsmith. I gave you a bloody lift from Cataract in Eastbourne up to bloody Victoria so you could get a bloody tube up to your young family. And I said I wanted something back. What, 20 years later? Have I, fuck. <laughs> anyway, not one to hold a grudge, but yeah, but yeah. So um, you would be great on that. That, that was that was brilliant. Yeah, that was really really good fun and a lovely Bob Mortimer as well. And you know, so I mean, I just love the the comics that are around or comic actors. But like um, the lovely Anna from Motherland, mm. Anna who was in Blue Line. Yeah. Good God, she's good. Mm. I mean, she's doing that comedy, yeah. and then she's doing um, Thin Boo Line. I mean, mm. please, they're bloody good actors yeah. at the moment. Yes, yeah, so I like comedy. I love comedy. Yeah. You also mentioned Thomas Wheatley was a bloody good actor on, oh, yeah. uh, on oh, yeah. Twitter, and I've got to ask about like him because for me, he's one of the show stealers of the whole of uh, Living Daylights. Sorry, sorry, just <laughs> one of the. Sorry, can, you just, can we just step. edit this fucking bit, the bastards? Can we just edit that bit about Thomas? Okay. <laughs> no, no. He was below me. Yeah. I was the best. I said one of. No, no, not even one of. He was below me. 
<laughs> he was below me. Okay? Fucking hell. <laughs> I tell you why we had such fun we had to go to I think it was um, what's that place oh god Rooftop Gardens Hotel Kensington for the pre-publicity so there was Andreas lovely Thomas and we it was the press is phenomenal I don't know what it's like now but it's phenomenal when you do a bond so that was lovely and we, we got we I don't think we worked I think we met in, in Vienna but then it was that really brought us close was waiting for Princess Diana and excuse me Prince Charles mm. excuse me to come along the row and speak to us and I was wearing gloves and he said no, no you, you can't you can't wear gloves you can't shake the hands of rules with gloves on oh and I was told we had to he can't so I took him off. Then he came back and he went, I just heard different. You have to wear gloves. <laughs> Brilliant. So literally, by the time Charles, Charles came to me and said, uh, what did you do in the film? And took myself <laughs> up to my full height. Um, you know, it was, it, I, I really didn't, couldn't care less. I went, no, I just, I was an acting in, I was acting in it, sir, uh, whatever I said. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Thomas is lovely and I have his address now. And I will be in contact with him and I will tell him to watch this because John wanted to say something nice about him, but I wouldn't let him. Oh, no, no. We'd love to speak to him. He's a very underrated actor, I Mm. think. Very underrated. Yeah, he's wonderful. Well, I'm putting it in my notes now. I will get them onto you. I will get Thomas, hopefully, if he wants to, to speak to you. Probably after he's watched this and I put him in his place. You also had a year at the Dutch actor, Jeroen Krabbe, in your scene. What, what was he like? He, again, is... He's like a major star. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't really know his work because we didn't have Tinterweb, did we? Right? We did not have Tinterweb. We had um, probably Equity and, and Spotlight. You could list what films you'd done. But he was he was just a lovely, lovely man. Um, a lovely, lovely man. And... Um, I think they were quite mean because at some point they actually forgot to get him out of the pig, out of his coffin. <laughs> and he actually did thunder on the side. And maybe they wanted to do that for the documentary. I don't know. But yeah, he was lovely when, oh, and with his hair swept back. This was terrible. How can you leave me in there? How can you leave me in there? So yeah, <laughs> it was lovely. It was lovely. He's very, very nice. They all were. They're all lovely. All lovely. Mm. Andreas is, well, he was to die for. He's such a good looking man. Oh. And um, but he's got a wicked sense of humour. We've had an interview with him, and he's just, he's such a yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, lovely yeah. man. He's lovely, lovely, lovely man. Very good looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as good as me, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned we have to mention again, uh, selling Hitler. You, you worked with another couple of of Bond people in that. I don't know how well you can remember them. Alison Doody and Jonathan Price. Who've both been in Bond films? Well, yeah, I don't think I worked much with Jonathan Price. I've I've seen him yeah. ar- like around uh, on the set and everything. But Alison Doody, isn't she beautiful? Yeah. Bloody hell, drop oh, that gorgeous. Yeah. Hello, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like me, like me. <laughs> She's gorgeous. one of the most beautiful women in the world. <laughs> Hello, me. Below me. Below, Below me. Oh, where the hell do you get them, Tom? Honest to God. <laughs> you're not gonna get a very good rating off me, ladies. I mean it, you're not gonna get a good rating off me. I want I want I wanna get bloody Wizzy's number. Yeah. I, I wanna know the name now. You should have been on this, shouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried, is it Christopher? Looks like. Go on. Oh, Go on, what were you going to say, John? Sorry. Say, John. Oh, no, I was just talking about Wiz. I, if you if you want to talk about how beautiful Alison Doody is, I'm more than happy to listen. And that's fine. 
Yeah, but it's, this is a view about me, though, so we'll just cut the Alice and do this stuff there. It's who I work with. Another one. There are such beautiful people out there. Oh, she's on... Oh, my God, it's terrible. I forget her name. She's on Casualty at the moment. I did a film with her called Lighthouse. She's the beautiful um, Scottish nurse at the moment whose husband's gay in it. Do you watch Casualty? No. no. Oh, no, my sorry. God almighty. <laughs> That's where everybody starts before they get a Bond yes. film anyway, or yeah. the bill, which I never got. I'm, I didn't. But anyway, um, you know, so you, you see some of these people and you think, like, Alison did beautiful, and then there's this other lady. So, yeah, so I, I do with my beauty, Absolutely. Absolutely, and she is beautiful. In terms, of, in terms of the Dalton films, are they are they? Would you say they're your favourite Bond films? Because you said you you didn't really grow up with them and you weren't that bothered about them. But thirty years on, do you think they sort of they really are now? Looking back at them, they're some of the best Bond films. To be honest, the old ones are best left in that period of being old, like myself. What I do love is I simply adore um, Craig. All right, okay, because. Yeah, listen, you know, he's, he, he, he could be so nasty and that's what Bond has to be. So probably it's the, it's the one of the hour. Piers Brosnan good. I always thought that Roger Moore was very good, but slightly camp <laughs> for me. Yeah, but, but lovely. I know his daughter. Hello, Deborah. But yeah, I just thought, but that's okay. And, and oh God, I should not be mean by saying this. If you're bald, don't wear a syrup. <laughs> and I felt... Sean Connery did a bit of that. Did he wear syrups in Bond? I think he all of them, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Syrup oh, of frigs, wigs. You know yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. I understand what you're talking about. I wore them in every single one of his films. I think even got to cool. know he had a little, a little piece. No, he should have gone. He should have gone. Was it shaven head or something? He should have done that because. I don't know. Listen, I've worn wigs in films. Yeah, I just think Craig is, for me, at the moment, Craig, well, is the best. He's doing another one. Well, he's, it was out in November or something, October. I'm not sure when. October. I'm not sure when. Anyway, yeah, he's, you know, they're going to get more ruthless. Each Bond has to get more ruthless as time goes by because this whole world with what's going on across the world is getting more ruthless. So, you know, at the moment, I do love, I do love Craig. But we also love Timothy. <laughs> well... Yeah, because he was my bond. Exactly. He yeah. is mine, yeah. not anybody else's. He's mine. <laughs> and having done three films, you know, when you get, when, because everyone says, oh, what's he like? Is he a snob? Is he a method actor? Oh, he looks horrible. Don't like him. And it's, and I, I, sometimes if I don't particularly like the person, I'll go, okay, so you have these assumptions. When did you meet him? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And it was what I've read. Well, don't read that shit. You know, try and go with, yeah. Try and go with the person. And all I know is my interactions with him were absolutely lovely. I do think he's shy, though. Uh, it's going to sound a bit mad. A lot of actors are shy. And we cover it up by being funny and whatever, whatever. But I do think Timothy's quite shy. And that's maybe set him apart a little bit. And I think the press are quite angry that he hasn't spoken out and done his, you know, what yeah. I did and who I slept with and who I whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's OK. Mystique is nice. Yes. Mystique is absolutely. nice. You don't have his address, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they're after you, love. Move house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Could you, uh, could you imagine it? Yeah, could you? I think, well, yeah. I mean, he probably he's the sort of guy that would do it for charity. He would just do it and say, yeah, I'll give you an audience. But, you know, that's, that's probably what mm. he would do, not for himself, but yeah. for, for charity, for charity. 
Well, well, if you ever get his number and he's yeah. up for doing an interview for charity, we'll, uh, we'll get you with his address for charity. <laughs> That'll be a million pounds. Yeah, you, you get your agency. Yeah. Okay, you give me Wiz's number or give me his name. Oh, right, his yeah. name. Listen, what does he do on Twitter? I mean, sorry, has he got a straight job? Well, we assume so. I don't Who, know. Wizard? Wizard, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I know he supports Wiz. Liverpool. Uh, he supports Liverpool. Um, we saw him in that quiz once, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I have seen <laughs> seen what he looks like, but I don't know. Don't know. His oh, name. Christopher Goldie! <laughs> Christopher Goldie, you are so bloody <laughs> looking straight ahead. John Kelly's wet in his pants. <laughs> Nathan Tom Pickup are kicking off. <laughs> Is it you? No. How many twitters do you? I just got the one. I was just thinking. I, was, I, was, I just felt sad that you're following him and not me. Oh, oh. there you go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like? I mean, I, I said to myself, right, when you get a thousand followers, just stop Twitter. Let's don't let any more in. But the more it's got, I do. I do pick up people that don't have many followers because I just like. You, I like something that attracts me to them, and I don't want to go with the, you know, people have so many followers, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I am blessed, I am blessed. And I don't know if you saw um, the other week, um, we were talking about Shoe Devil, I think, on the, was it Shoe Devil? Yeah. And lovely Frank Cottrell voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, hello, hello, that's why I'm on Twitter, please, yeah. to get a thumbs up from him. <laughs> My, what, I can die happy. You know, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable who you meet on Twitter. But yeah, yeah, so I'm very happy. But no, Wiz does make me laugh. He's got, I think he's got my sense of humour, but it could be a bloody woman. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> Would that be a bad thing? <laughs> no. Uh, that could be anybody. Listen, I've already married him. There's a girl called Shayla who I adore. I think she's in Canada. Yeah, she really. loves me. I love her. Yeah. Listen, it's all comers, mate. As far as I'm concerned, it's all comers. I don't give, I just don't make any uh, difference to whoever it is. But I can have fun with you. I'll have fun with you on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Julie, so much. Okay. Uh, yeah. We've absolutely loved you. Um, so good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a, it's been an absolute insight. Slightly different, perhaps, than we, than we expected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. But we, we love a tangent. We love a tangent. So. Well, yeah. I am fucking. That's my Julie Tangent Wallace. <laughs> fucking tangent, mate. That's me. But yeah, no, I've got so many stories. Maybe I should go out on one of those an afternoon with or an evening yes. performance with. Yeah. yeah, one of those things. Yeah, I am joking, Christopher. <laughs> I am joking. Well, you know, if, if like De Niro and Pacino can do it, you know. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I like this more. Yeah. Al Pacino, Bobby De Niro, Chilliti <laughs> Wallace. Yeah. Thank you. Three of the best actors in their generation. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I am the best of everything. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I will see you on Twitter, ladies. Really the best.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.